Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we are going to talk about tight ends that are on a contract year. Are they worth the pick? And what sort of strategy should you use with tight ends? So this is really more of an all over thing regarding uh, tight ends and what's what do you need to know about tight ends, especially when it comes to your draft and which ones are the best even if they're not in a contract year. So that's what we're going to talk about. Here we go uh, right now. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And hey, before I forget, please be sure to like, comment, share, and of course, subscribe to this podcast. I really appreciate all the feedback you give me. I'm trying to, um, uh, you know, answer everybody that responds and I do appreciate it. And uh, so I just wanted to say thank you very much for being here. Let's get right to it. Today, we're going to talk about tight ends. Now, I've been devoting whole shows to talking about contract year tight ends. And that's what we're going to talk about here because we do have five players who are on a contract year in the tight end position. Uh, But more importantly, we got to talk about strategy as it comes to tight ends because, uh, man, I got to tell you, man, the tight end position sucks (laughs) straight up. It sucked for years. It is a low, these players are low volume pass catchers. We're going to talk about why. And uh, in my app, one thing that's just notorious for tight ends is that they are consistently overvalued relative to their draft position. Sometimes by two, three, four rounds, doesn't matter how late you get them either. They just, they're never that good. And as a reality check, The third best tight end last year was uh, Robert Tanyan of Green Bay. Uh, And he he got 52 catches for 586 yards and managed to get 11 touchdowns. Now, I do have him tagged as a regression player this year because I doubt that he's going to be able to repeat that whether or not um, Aaron Rodgers is back. But as compared to wide receivers, this guy would have been your 40th best wide receiver last year. Uh, In the same league as T.Y. Hilton, Jamison Crowder, and Devontae Parker. Now, how happy were you if you had one of those guys on your team? You wouldn't be happy at all. And and the fact that he, you know, really the reason why he was fantasy relevant is because of all the touchdowns. When you talk about players that are going to get you 50 catches for 500 yards and five touchdowns, Essentially, they are completely worthless for fantasy unless you happen to start them on a week that they get one of those touchdowns. That's the only way those players become fantasy relevant. So when you get a tight end that scores 10 or 11 touchdowns, they're always near the top of the list just because they they were valuable for a number of more weeks than you would have expected them to be. But the tight end position is filled with those 50, 500, five guys. That's what I call them. And really, it's just not worth drafting them. It's not worth keeping them on your roster, even as a backup on your bench. uh, Because, again, there's like 20 tight ends in the league that will do that. So in the draft, you draft one tight end. That's all you need to do. And if something happens to that tight end, you're just going to go to the board and you're going to pick one up. And, again, he's going to be pretty much worthless 
unless you score a touchdown. So, um, you know, I, um, in a typical league with six bench slots, I never take a second tight end. Um, if we go up to like eight, nine, ten bench slots, I would probably roster a second tight end at that point. But even so, again, the value is extremely limited. And also, when you look at the draft last year, two of the breakout players, you had Robert Tanyan, and you also had uh, Logan um, uh, Logan Thomas, I think. Uh, is that who? Uh, do I have the right name there? Um, both those guys broke out, had very good seasons, but again, neither one had particularly stellar, uh, you know, they, they had particularly stellar, um, uh, what am I trying to think of? Volume. Yeah, volume. <laughs> so with tight ends, here's what it comes down to. You either want to be one of the first players to get a tight end because we've got three elite, uh, three elite tight ends in this league, and you know who they are. It's Kelsey, and it's Kittle, and it's Waller. Those three guys are the only ones that are going to guarantee you a decent amount of volume, 120 plus targets. Um, so they can realistically end the season with about 100 catches and 1,000 yards. And for tight ends, that is outstanding. <laughs> if you get a 1,000-yard tight end, you have picked an outstanding tight end. But there's only three guys that do that. And, and um, everyone else is just chaff. So, so, you know, when it comes to your draft strategy, you either want to go early, get one of those guys, and you're going to have to go top three rounds to get one of those guys. But that's going to give you a huge positional advantage. And I, I do like positional advantage players for smaller leagues, you know, uh, 10 team or smaller. So I definitely would go and get one of them for a smaller league. But in a larger league, you know, it, it can help, but you're giving up a lot. You are going to give up a lot to go for one of those players. Of course, Kelsey was outstanding last year. Kelsey was like the wide receiver two or three. I mean, he was, he was above and beyond record-setting season, regression player this year. So I'm not real thrilled with um, taking him this year because of that. Uh, but if, if I don't decide to spend one of my top three picks on one of these guys— I'm going to wait as long as I can, and then I'm probably going to go for Kyle Pitts or maybe Logan Thomas. Those, those are the two guys that I would be interested in late, and that's pretty much it. Uh, now, now, let's talk about who, what tight ends are on a contract year, and there is some upside here. But just know this, man. These guys are chronically, chronically overvalued relative to their draft position. Uh, so for gold dollar Contract year players. These are players that are whose contracts expire at the end of this year. There's five, and there's really only one that I would even look at. Um, but you've got Mark Andrews, you got Dallas Goddard, Mike Kosicki, Evan Ingram, and Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst is probably going to be gone at the end of this season. He's not going to be on Atlanta next year. But uh, even Mark Andrews, who who is an outstanding tight end on the kind of team that I like to draft tight ends from, a run first team. It's going to be the primary receiver on that team, despite the additions that they brought to the receiving core. He's probably going to end up with the most targets. Uh, Mark Andrews, his value, he, he's, he's a top 50 pick. So you got to spend at pick number 49. He's an early fifth round, late fourth, early fifth round pick. Um, but his value rank is 70th. And, and you know, again, why do I want to give up nearly two rounds of value just to take this guy? Uh, and you compare that against someone like Darren Waller, who's going basically around earlier at about the late th in the third round is when he's going third round. Um, 
And his value actually, actually this season right now matches his draft position. He's actually worth the pick. He is not overvalued. <laughs> you don't see that that much. But Waller is a guy I would absolutely take over Andrews because Waller's a guy that's going to get 120 plus targets. Andrews, maybe 110 on the top end. So already he's not going to get as many catches. Um, and he, you know, Andrews is going to be like an 800 yard, eight touchdown guy. Whereas Waller's going to be a thousand yard guy, maybe not as many touchdowns, but he's going to get you a lot more targets. That's a lot more opportunities to score. I don't think he'll score more than Andrews, but he is definitely more valuable than Andrews. So again, that's the only guy I would even consider taking, but as a top 50 pick, he's just not a great option. If he fell one more round, I, I would be interested, but I, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then the other guys, man, Dallas Goddard, you know, Zach Ertz is still on that team. That's going to cap a low volume player with someone else. And, 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 and you know, they're not anticipating Zach is going to have anything this year, like a 40 target guy, which I find very hard to believe knowing, knowing his history last year, he was injured a lot, but what makes you think that Dallas Goddard is going to get you any more than about 500 to 600 yards? He's not, it's just not going to happen, especially with Ertz there. You know, at least Mike Gesicki, there's no other tight end. You don't have to worry about that. Evan Ingram, there's no other tight end. You don't have to worry about that. But again, negative value. Dallas Goddard's value is 112th overall. You got to take him at pick 70. Mike Gesicki's value is 120th overall, and you got to take him at pick 86. So again, negative value, massive negative value. And you want to stay away from that as much as you can, even though these guys are contract year players. And, and, and you know, in my app, you're going to see this. Most of the tight ends are buried uh, on the list because of the poor value. It just pulls away whatever advantages that player might have. Uh, so it, it's just something to consider, something to think about. And again, like I said, the guy I think you should target is Waller just because of his fair value rank right now on the draft board. Third round pick, it's not a bad idea to take a tight end like that in the third round. That usually works out very, very well. Just based on the volume, you can take that to the bank. Um, and, and he's actually, Waller is more valuable than uh, even Kittle. Kittle is overvalued relative to his draft position because Kittle, he got taken the second round. So he's a lot more expensive and he doesn't provide as much value as Waller does and, and um, not even as many targets as Waller does. So, you know, uh, Waller last year had like 150, almost 150 targets. He's like 145, 146, right up there with Kelsey. And, but Kelsey's a first round guy. I don't want him. He's a regression candidate. I don't want him. Uh, so that's my overall strategy right now. I'm either going to commit to Waller in the third round as my third pick, or I'm just going to wait and I'm going to take Pitts or I'm going to take, uh, or I'm going to take Logan, um, probably in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, you know, after I get all my wide receivers and running backs and maybe even pick up an early quarterback, if I want to go that route, maybe not, but that's where I'm much more comfortable spending my draft picks as far as tight ends go this year. Um, we also do have some silver dollar tight ends this year, including um, that that's guys whose uh, contract expires after next season. Uh, you've got TJ Hawkinson, you've got Noah Font, and you also have Irv Smith of, of uh, Minnesota. But again, negative value across the board. Hawkinson, you got to take him a pick 52. 
Value rank, 94th overall. Noah Font, 69th is when you got to take him. Value rank, 123rd. Don't do that, man. I mean, I know he's a great player, but we're talking a team that's crowded with targets, with mediocre quarterback play. It's just not going to be worth it. Um, projections right now, 88 targets for Noah Font. That means he's a 50, 505 guy. That's what he is. Hawkinson's probably going to give you 700 yards, five or six touchdowns, but still, again, negative value. Nearly, uh, what is that, 40 spots? That's like three rounds of value you're losing by taking TJ Hawkinson in the fifth round. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. Even with the upside, it's not going to pay off because he's so negative on his value, you know, Maybe if he gets 10 or 11 touchdowns, yes, he will be worth it. But you can't count on that. You know, you can't count on that. Um, A couple years ago, you had Jimmy Graham up in Seattle, and he had a year uh, where he got 10 touchdowns. And he had a really good fantasy year, but it's because he had the 10 touchdowns. Outside of that 10 touchdowns, he was crap. He didn't do anything. Um, but he just got lucky with the touchdowns, just like Tanyan did last year. Uh, you, you can hope that it, that lightning strikes again on the player you pick, but chances are it's not. And, and you're just going to hurt your team by going and overspending for any of these players. So that's my, uh, that's my soapbox for today. So tight ends, you got to be careful with them. If you want to see like the, how the how the values are and the projections on these guys, you got to get my app, My Perfect Fantasy Draft. Again, it's under construction right now, so it's not ready yet. Um, I think this week I'm going to get the data file in there, which will be awesome because then we'll get all the rookies in there. Um, but you'll be able to see the value rank of all these players when you sign up. You can check it out and, and see how they compare. Uh, against their draft position and you can see why these are very poor choices you will you will understand uh, that you don't want to spend your fifth round pick on a guy with ninth round value that's not how you win fantasy football it's not how it works so anyway thank you very much for watching Um, I do appreciate it if you have any questions or comments about any tight ends like who do you think is going to be the best tight end this year for me you know it's hard to say it's not going to be Kelsey but I think definitely Kittle or Waller definitely have the chance to be the number one tight end this year, um, especially if Kelsey regresses, as I think he will, as he probably will. So anyway, thank you very much for watching. I do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I will talk to you again on Thursday. That's when we're going to have our next uh, podcast. And I'm going to talk about on Thursday uh, bounce back wide receivers that I really like. Uh, So these are guys that offer nice positive value. The exact opposite of what these tight ends offer is what these wide receivers offer. They're all offering positive value relative to their draft position. So they're guys that I very much am interested in. So uh, thank you very much for watching. Once again, I do appreciate it. Have yourself a great week and I will talk to you soon.